Live from New York. It's the show that's choreographing Usher's halftime performance. Not really choreographing, to be honest with you. I wasn't working on the dances no. per se, but I was going through the whole catalog. Trying to figure out the oh. set. Wilds lost so answer. much money betting on the Patriots this year. He's going to have to win it back on betting on the first song by <laughs> for Usher. I like the DJ song. Oh. What is it? Shoot. <laughs> Today, does Mahomes have the most to gain or Ooh. most to lose this Super Bowl? Oh, good question. Meanwhile, why one person here thinks Purdy is an excellent bet for Super Bowl MVP. And finally, coming up in just over an hour, so stay with us, watch a few commercials. It's the one and only Bake Show. Brew will be wearing a Bake Show jersey. Yeah, do we have no, it? it might be lost. No, no, no. That Dusty, can't happen. Try to find it. Alongside <laughs> Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, are you excited for the big show? And are you actually going to talk about Kyle Trask? We only have about eight minutes. I left. mean, Kyle Trask might come up, but I am excited to see the big show. I am excited to see Please don't talk about He had a good year. It was a really good year. Would that embarrass the show? <laughs> Let's start with Kyle. Uh, we are starting. We're starting with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's Super Bowl history. First Super Bowl offensive coordinator with the Falcons. Turns out, didn't go so well. Was up 28-3 and then had a historic collapse against Brady Belichick and Hall of Famer Julian Edelman. You like Julian Edelman for the Hall of Fame? Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean, no. Okay. He's a we colleague, and I love him, but he's not a Hall of Famer. I'm trying to throw Ali Why are you setting thank me you. up like thank that? Thank you. Then up 20-10 to 10 against Mahomes, headed into the fourth quarter. That didn't hold either. Here's Kyle Shanahan. I've been able to coach in two Super Bowls, and you lose either one of them. Both of them are heartbreaking. So in terms of pain, I've, I mean, I've broken my arm, my collarbone, a lot of things. So um, those are more painful, but um, those things last a while. But it's all about getting back there again, and that's what I'm excited for today. What? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to let y'all know I'm about it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I played this game. Yeah. I broke my collarbone way back in the day. Yeah. That's yeah. what he was. I saying. broke my fibula. Uh, who would a loss be more heartbreaking for, the 49ers or the Chiefs? I'm really curious where Bruce is going to land on this. I think it's unequivocal, and it's San Francisco. They've been banging on the door for years. More on that in a moment. They've been favored in every game they have played this season. They have baby Drew Brees at quarterback, I've been told. They are the favorites in this game. And the window at some point does close. Wilds, what am I? A non-playable character in Red Red Dead Redemption. (laughs) Like a bartender. (laughs) The way you Uh, asked that was crazy. uh, What am I? What am I? A sports historian is what I am. He wasn't going to say that. He never was going to say that. Well, okay. That's what they call me, oh, but I okay. am okay. a sports historian. historian. It's I literally what I am. <laughs> Brew is as well. So here's the reason I mentioned it. That was a great pull of <laughs> NBC on Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Vikings of the 70s, mm-hmm. Broncos of the 80s, yep. Bills of the 90s, mix in teams with this many conference championship games and didn't even make a Super Bowl, the Rams of the 70s and the Eagles of the 2000s. Those are the teams that have had this type of postseason success without breaking through. And only one team ever has had this type of postseason success without breaking through and then broke through, and that was John Madden's Raiders. Every other, every other one of those, you can say the Broncos they, did, yeah, but they but didn't. Was, they changed coaches, and it was right. 10 years later. Right. That team never broke through. And so those teams are considered 
some of the most tragic in NFL history. The Purple People Eater Vikings, the the Rams with those amazing defenses. We talk about Elway, we think about him differently now than how we thought about him throughout the first 15 years of his career. So if the Niners don't do it now, when they're the Super Bowl favorite, when they've been favored all year, when they are healthy, I know they don't have Ufanga, but they haven't had him for two months. Yeah, they're, they're, they're as healthy as any team can be. This is not the type of loss you get over. So I would say for the Niners, without question, it's them. I totally agree. I totally agree. I thought you might say Chiefs, but I, look, the Chiefs and I guess you thought they'd be here, but – they didn't have a good regular season. I, for them, it wasn't even good. It certainly wasn't great. For their standards, it probably wasn't even good. And I think the greater your regular season, the greater the disappointment if you don't get to the Super Bowl sure. and win it. Like, like, who's more – probably the most disappointed team right now is the Ravens. Because yes. they had such a great regular season, mm-hmm. even though Buffalo's disappointed no, it's, Miami, it's, it's the Ravens, right? Yes. So, so I think it's clearly the Niners and Detroit close because they, they had a great they, because, because they were up, they so, were up so much they in the NFC so title game, um, and they had a great regular yeah. season too. But yeah, and look, Kyle Shanahan for him, I mean, he already has that tag of a guy that can't win the big game. All right. And it's happened not just in the Super Bowl when he was with Atlanta as the OC, up 28-3 on your Patriots, and then against the Chiefs when he's up 10. They, they give up, what, 21 points in the last six minutes yes. to lose that game. It also happened when the Rams won the Super Bowl. They were up 10 heading into the fourth quarter, 17-7. So if he loses this game, it ju- even though – I think even though, oddly, the Niners are favorite, it seems like most pundits are picking the Chiefs. Even though a lot of people think the Chiefs should win, you don't bet against Mahomes, this will be a huge disappointment and continue that image or reputation for Kyle, for Kyle Shanahan. Well, and, then, and, and also, Nick, like, they, they are a stacked team. Yes. And at some point, if, they, if Purdy eventually gets paid, like, you're not going to be able to have a team that's well, this that's- stacked. Going forward, that's what I think. So if you don't get it done now, win. Go ahead, Wiles. I'm sorry. I didn't want to have to do this this early in the show. Mm -hmm. I'm putting Kyle Shanahan on pumpkin alert. Okay. Pumpkin? Pumpkin alert. Okay, stop. Pumpkin adjacent. You don't think that'd be a steep drop? I am saying he might not be the genius everybody's saying. Oh, you think so? Oh. Well, I don't well, you know. can't be a genius if you can't win the big one. He's he's really go. good. Oh, I'm just saying he's a pumpkin pumpkin alert. Wow. Where it's like the clock strikes midnight, it's pumpkin time. He's on what? pumpkin alert that he should be worried, and here's why. You just laid out three big games where he was up it's 10 funny. in the fourth quarter, and the game got away from him. The other horrible stat is when he's down seven or more entering into the fourth quarter, he's 1-31. in 31. Two, so, or well, no, yeah, what was no, he's no, right. Because he's, he's got 1-7. Okay. Yeah. So he's 1-31, in, 30, in 31, I believe. Mm-hmm. So if he's up... He's going to be nervous. If he's down, he's going to be nervous. (laughs) So all of a sudden, it's very slim for him to be, like, totally locked in and him not being affected by past losses. And when you start to think about the past rather than the future or the present, guess what? Pumpkin time. Okay, no, but that's that. I, I pumpkin's too far, but you don't agree with, like, (laughs) no matter what happens Sunday, Kyle Shanahan's one of the four best coaches in the NFL. At some point, the, it's going to be okay, guys, like, just like you, Andy Reid no, was always it, a great coach, but had, no, it was still no, like Kenny win the big I'm one. I'm glad you said Andy Reid. Do you guys actually think Andy Reid got – Wait a moment. Oh. 
Andy Reid got dramatically better at coaching. No, he just got Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Okay, exactly. so when Kyle Shanahan gets a Patrick Mahomes, no. we'll, we'll have a different conversation. Because that, because the way people do coaching stuff <laughs> is purely based on record, seasons, playoff appearances, Super Bowls, all of it. Because there's no there, there's no real eye test with coaches, right. right? And so the only eye test there is, in my opinion, is do you think they're overachieving? And this is where I think this is so wildly unfair. To Kyle Shanahan, he has gotten more out of, do we all agree at the very least, he got more out of the pre-Brock Purdy Niners than any coach could have? That, that, that they're getting Jimmy Garoppolo, who now everyone has come over to my side of the argument after you were calling him a winner and you were putting he up the graphics. That, and that's all fine. I said is he, he was a good quarterback. Uh-huh, right, but not but now you don't think he's a good quarterback He anymore. was good. The, not, not now, his body betrayed okay, that But he, body he was a good quarterback. Okay, that's Because, Nick, let's not rewrite the, history. How well was Kyle Shanahan doing with the Niners before we go. Jimmy CJ G got, got their time. No, that – what do you mean? One they year? They were at one in ten. Drew, it was, it was one year and they're turning the roster over. And Jimmy G and, walks in okay, and automatically they're going to fire I don't want to argue about I'm Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I, the point I am making is we are now punishing a guy for his own excellence. He is getting every one of these big games he has lost. He has been at a massive Disadvantage quarterback-wise. Massive. But Wait, what about but hold on, Matt if, Ryan Brady? There are 28-3. Well, that's that the, the thing. defense oh, no, won the offense. Nick, they scored how many points? They, they scored 28. They, they here's scored 31. The, here's where your argument, and we get it. He hasn't had a bunch of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Fine. But if those quarterbacks are good enough to get you to the NFC title game or the Super Bowl and get you a lead with 10 minutes left. No. Okay, why can't they be good so, enough so to wait, finish it out? So I am not I am not arguing that he's a perfect coach. And I am but there is a level of every one of these games, he has been at a massive disadvantage at the quarterback. That's spot. by his own decision making. Oh. That's his decision to, to make the roster and start Brock Purdy. I, if he wanted to go out and sign an expensive veteran, he could have. No, but then he'd probably no, lose some they, talent around They literally him. did that with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm saying very expensive. The, well, I guess he was Jimmy Garoppolo was the highest. He, he was he, high and so, I, again, I'm not saying he's perfect. But we are going to absolutely fet like the King of England coaches that have accomplished much less with better quarterbacks, and certainly coaches that have accomplished the same with better quarterbacks. But because Kyle Shanahan has gotten his help get his team, along with John Lynch's roster building, to these big games where it has been Matt Ryan versus Tom Brady. Matt Ryan, not the, the, and he wasn't the head coach, obviously. Jimmy Garoppolo versus Patrick Mahomes. Matt Stafford versus Jimmy Garoppolo. A zero-armed quarterback last year, so just throw that one out. And now Brock Purdy against Patrick Mahomes. But what do you want from it? Nick, want- we have seen teams with lesser quarterbacks win yes, Super Bowl. Yes, I understand, We've but we don't. But, hold on. Nick Nick, Foles beat Tom Brady. Agreed. But this is coming from the premise of Wild saying he's on pumpkin alert. He's 1-31, and he's down a a touchdown in going into the fourth quarter. Because you need great play to come back. Not 1-31. Come on. Hold on. Wait a second. Well, Purdy, did, Purdy overcame. He's got Purdy. If Purdy overcame Purdy it. Essentially but the, done it the idea that, that he, that so he doesn't bear any response. This is what bothers me. And then we'll move on. Yeah. Sorry to get so angry. I'm supposed to be the mayor of fair here. Yeah. Out here with these hot takes. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is what bothers me. 
when the success, when Brock Purdy wins the game, ah, Kyle Shanahan, what a genius. What a genius. You, this you, you this guy's it. out here making you magic out of nothing. But when Kyle Shanahan, we put up the stat that he was 0-30 in the fourth quarter, it's like, what do you want him to do? He only had <laughs> no, Matt Ryan, the MVP, not, and he was the that, offensive that coordinator. The he was making. the MVP because of Kyle. Well, maybe. We have saw Matt Ryan. What? Hold on. His whole career. His whole career. The only time he looked like an MVP was with Kyle. And I am not acting like he's a perfect coach. But this is he lunacy. He was 0-30. But no, you down do have seven, to admit, if, guy, if the, your quarterbacks, as flawed as they may have been, yep. can get you to the levels that Kyle has been at, then why can't you carry yeah, him I, out? And we I, see his play calling change, no, too. No, that's late agreed. In which is why he is not a perfect coach. But this is, to me... For a little bit of, I don't want to use Shaq because he was the best, but he's taking a, play, a peak Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. what do you, you know what I mean, and being like, well, they're losing because he can't hit mid-range jump shots, as opposed to being like, they are, the one of the reasons they're in these big games is because of him. No, he's not perfect. And by the way, none of the coaches are. Andy struggles with clock management to this day. He's fixed that a bit since Patrick got there. And Bill, the coach we all believe is the best coach ever, the whole league decided not to hire him. 32 teams decided this year oh, they'd rather have someone else really. than levels. Bill Belichick. It's just levels. I agree. The, Pumpkins are way too low level, but I genius is too high. If he wins this game, if then you want to say the Golden Boy shine wears okay. off a bit. Yeah, that's all, what I'm saying. Well, that's not what you're saying. saying he's on pumpkin you alert. said pumpkin. Alert. I said when the fourth quarter hits, if he's down, he should be worried. If he's up, he should be worried. Well, I that's agree because pumpkin you should time. be terrified that's, that's at every moment of the game you're playing against Mahomes. But that's that was a good way to put it, Wiles. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Trick or treat, pumpkin time. He's not going to be at a rest till it's over. That's what I'm and saying. Maybe they win. Yeah. Last Chiefs loss, Christmas Day in Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Mahomes pick six to Jack Jones, and Pacheco fumbles six. Brew has not made his prediction yet. Tune in Friday at three o'clock. We're targeting. But Max Crosby remembered those turnovers, and he's ready to make his call. If the Chiefs don't turn the ball over, they're going to win. The 49ers have to make it as uncomfortable as they possibly can for Patrick from start to finish. That's the only chance. That's how you beat them. Brew, your reaction? Well, look, he's right. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is very good. I don't care what the stats say. He's good in avoiding the sacks and avoiding Mm -hmm. pressure and all, and he can run and scramble and all that, extend plays, make a pass. But the best chance you have is to make him uncomfortable and get pressure. They have had four games this year. Not look, I get now citing the regular season feels a tad off because mm. they've been so much better in the playoffs. Yeah. But there were four games in the play in regular season where he got sacked three or more times. They went one and three. All right. The one game he's got sacked four times was this game against the Raiders and they lost obviously and he it was his worst game maybe of his career. You know, it was a terrible game for him. So, I I think that Bosa, Nick Bosa is going to be huge. And if they could get anything out of Chase Young, that'd be great. But I think they've got to put pressure on Mahomes to at least have a shot to make him make a mistake or a bad play. And I know this whole postseason he hasn't had a turnover-worthy play. Yeah. And so it's going to be tough, but that's the best shot they have. Yeah. It was always just the turnovers and only the turnovers. 
And when I was saying that in the regular season, you guys said it was cope. You guys said I was failing to see the obvious nature that no Super Bowl champion ever had done it without a great wide receiver three. You guys tried to tell me all these reasons that the Chiefs were cooked. When the reality is we can show you their record this year in the last five years. Okay, so this year they've lost once. When they didn't lose the turnover battle, and the one and that game, the one turnover was a pick six. The week one against Detroit. Last five years, when Patrick takes care of the ball, they win more than 96% of the time. So let's just go. In my opinion, the Chiefs have one loss all year that was not due to their own mistakes. Green Bay. Green Bay just beat them. And now that was also the game where the DPI could have been called at the end, but they were down eight. Even if it was called, they might have lost that game. Detroit week one, the pick six flipped the game, yeah, right? right. The, the next loss, Patrick Mahomes in Denver with the flu, five turnovers for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's still a four-point game late into the fourth quarter. The, the next loss, Buffalo, they throw a pick on the first, or I'm sorry, Philly. Travis Kelsey fumbles inside the 10, and despite that, there's the MVS, the, yeah, the MVS drop at the very end. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, there's a pick on the very first drive of the game. Rasheed fumbles in the red zone and still had it with the Tony game. And Vegas, we just talked about it, a fumble six and a pick six in seven seconds. One time this year, a team has lined up and just been better. And it was Green Bay, which drastically changed Wild's thoughts on but the But sometimes Packers teams with, make, I mean, but, yeah, there are the, forced turnovers and unforced turnovers. Correct. But... We could probably I, look at a lot of teams and say, hey, yeah. had they not thrown yeah. these two no. interceptions. Right. Agreed. But the reason the it matters more, in my opinion, for the Chiefs in this game is what has Patrick shown you the last two postseasons? Not throwing not it away. He can just stop turning the ball over if he stops taking chances and still be effective. So, Max Crosby, maybe future Chief, maybe not. I don't know. I know the future Raiders have Chief. a lot. The Raiders got a lot of, you know, they got a thing to do. They might need to trade up, might need extra draft picks, try to go get a real quarterback. I don't know. I'm just saying he's making a lot of sense. Super Bowl winners all time. You win the turnover battle, you win 39 Super, super Bowls. If you tie the turnover battle, 11 Super Bowls. And if you lose the turnover battle, it's seven. So, I think Patrick Mahomes may not have that. I think one of those lost the turnover battle but won the game is Mahomes against the Niners. Hmm. I think. Josh? We can check. He had two interceptions. He had two picks. Jimmy G had one with his eyes closed, and I don't think there were any other Josh and I are still working on our nonverbal communication. Uh He just shook his head no, Uh which either is I don't have that data right now or you're wrong. Stand by, Josh. Maybe I'm wrong. Go ahead. No, they, they tied, tied it. it. Okay, they tied it. Perfect. Say, Great job. Live TV. Job, <laughs> coming up next, uh, Super Bowl MVP odds. We're not actually coming up next, next, next topic. <laughs> Mahomes at one. Uh, Purdy is at two. Uh, McCaffrey's at three. Then Kelsey. And then Debo. Uh, Brew, which 49er is most likely to win Super Bowl MVP? I mean, you could say Purdy just because he's quarterback. I'm going to go McCaffrey. Oh, my God. What? That's a fair one. Yeah. Th- Okay, go ahead, bro. Haven't I said all year McCaffrey's a better running back than Purdy as a quarterback? Go yes, ahead, yeah. Haven't I said yeah. that? I can't He's number one. Now, I Purdy can ball, five, yeah. but here's my reason. You, you know I've been grinding. I mean, I've been here. I was here hours before y'all. And later. It was still dark when I yeah. was here. Well, I, when, I when I left, left. you were still here. Yeah. When I came in, you were grinding. still here. Did the odd couple from here. Just yeah. so he could keep <laughs> Seven to ten. What I have seen, I mean, this, this. I knew this before, but still. A, re, a, the, a key for the Niners is going to be they're going to have to be able to run the ball against the Chiefs. All right, so McCaffrey, look, in the playoffs, McCaffrey's got four touchdowns. 
And so if they can't run the ball against the Chiefs, it's going to be hard to beat them. And so I think that's going to – and the Chiefs were middling against the run I in the regular season. This. Buffalo obviously ran all over them in the playoffs. So the Niners got to get their run game that, going in okay. McCaffrey. Obviously that is, is the right out. answer. Yeah. Excellent. You're not allowed to have that opinion. Why Brian, not? He's out here grinding. Because I can't say Brock Purdy can ball, no. yeah. but Christian McCaffrey might be the MVP. Wilds, who's right. the last, totally who's the last running back to win Super Bowl MVP? Stand by. Terrell Davis in 1996. Who was the last receiver that? before Cooper Cup? Last, so the second to last receiver, Julian Edelman. I don't know. They, they, sit, sit, Julian Edelman, Hall of Famer. The Niners run. The wait, Niners have one of the best run games since, in the league since the last run. And back. they, McCaffrey, Purdy hasn't even didn't even throw the ball as much as Lamar Jackson this season. Since the last so running, running back won a Super Bowl MVP, we have had. Quarterbacks win it. Mm-hmm. We have had four receivers, five defensive players. It might be five, four the other way around. It the uh, this is where this is why I get frustrated with the Purdy discourse because even the most ardent supporters don't really believe in him. Well, because in order he's for running back, no, his, his it, All-Pro running back might get the MVP. Bro, is not believing in it. Right. Yes. Say, yes, saying that you not the saying that saying you Julian think Edelman was going to be the MVP yes. is saying that no Brady yes. you don't believe in if, Brady. If going no, if going into the game, you think it is more likely for the the Niners' best path to win is Christian McCaffrey. Well, that's their MVP. Yeah, yeah, their best yeah. path is to run the ball. Okay, all right. Well, then who's been their MVP in the playoffs? The, who was their MVP of the regular season? It's arguable. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, who was MVP in the this playoffs? Drew, all Who's the MVP in the playoffs? had this argument, and you've been pimping Purdy. I said Purdy. Well, I ain't pimping him. Okay, but sorry. I said Purdy was. The, I said Purdy was their MVP, and then when he had the bad game against Baltimore, I stopped saying he was the MVP. No, it, that was of the league. I'm talking about for the Niners. For the Niners, this quarterback man. touches the ball every play. Quarterbacks, Kittle's not getting receptions. Exactly. So without, save Purdy. But yo, no, they have to run the football. Why can't they trust young Drew? Brees? They can trust him. Okay. Oh, they gotta trust him. Okay. Did they trust him against Detroit? Yes. Down in the second half. Yes. Did they? No, did they no. trust him against Green Bay? So save Purdy. No. Even in those. Why? No, he, they got a good squad. Yeah. I could have said. Uh, Fred Warner. Guess what my Would answer Would that mean I don't believe in Purdy? Cool. What's your answer? My Fred answer was Fred Warner. You guys are such friends. No. Everything's not like it. Like, there's a nuance to things. You're I out here looking nuance. for narratives. He was here until midnight Thank last you. night. Thank you. Thank you. It's a night here. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> oh I didn't want to brag. Ooh, coming up today, it's The Bake Show. And then on Friday, B. John Robinson. Trevor Lawrence had uh no good not able to do it no he was on the graphic no he, he, you know what he's on london time you know what and we screwed yet up. another disappointing we, performance okay <laughs> <laughs> you know? but right now let's check in on the first things first of all again we are aligned with the kansas city chiefs but brew has not made his decision we're thinking three o'clock on friday please tune in he spent the night Still here tall. grinding tape someone who has already made a call on their uh super bowl prediction because he declared one of these teams DOA. <laughs> Super Bowl champion Greg Jennings is here with us. Let's take a listen to the videotape. Look, we can, act, we can act as though this is the Mahomes of old. This is the Kansas City of old. They're not, Nick. Okay. And you will find out sooner 
rather than late. The Chiefs wow. should not be a top <laughs> team. Excuse me, I'm allergic Fire. to nonsense. <laughs> Are you allergic to nonsense? Well, I mean, I work with you a lot, so I'm developing. <laughs> Greg, welcome. Hey. Welcome. Do you owe Nick and Chiefs Kingdom, which I am an honorary member of, an apology? Well, let me immediately start by saying absolutely I do owe Chiefs Kingdom, first and foremost, an apology. There we go. Because stealing. unlike some of my counterparts across from me, <laughs> when I am wrong, I just admit that I was wrong. <laughs> Brew, don't 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 think that I'm I talking. I know you're to you. not talking about me. Oh yeah, I am. But anyway, <laughs> I've admitted but it, I was wrong. Look, I, I I made the statement of they didn't have a chance, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> compared them to the Eagles. Pat, I did compare them to the Eagles. Can, yep. Please, I'm please. sorry. My bad. <laughs> I'm trying to apologize. My bad. I apologize. And the reason why I was saying that you guys didn't have a chance was based off of what I had seen all regular season. What I didn't put into account was what Nick had been trying to advise us on all season long is that the regular season does not matter when it comes to Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. And so for that, I will say I apologize to Chiefs Kingdom. Now to you, Nick. Oh, oh there more. There has to be some amount of pride that I have. Uh -huh. And so I'm standing on that pride, standing and I'm not what? apologizing to you. Why not? I like it. Kingdom. Because you are the person in the room uh -huh. that is so obnoxious <laughs> that I just, I, I, there is nothing in me that feels like I owe you an apology because sure. I regardless I, I if, like if I was I right, like I don't believe that there would be an apology coming this way. That's true. So, but for Chiefs now, Kingdom... Nick, I apologize to you guys. You Patrick, were, I should have never doubted Patrick Mahomes. Forgive me, please. If you were more humble in victory like me, he would have apologized. What victories? <laughs> the, when the what? Ravens used to win. I think he would have apologized. Okay. You know, that probably would have. See? All right, that weekend, that, you know what? I mean, I was here. Spoiler alert. I wasn't going to accept it. Oh. So <laughs> I'm glad he didn't give it. Exactly <laughs> my point. That's what it makes so we can just move on. I, I, Greg, Chiefs Kingdom is a kinder, gentler people than I am. Greg, have you made your official pick? I have not made my official pick. but I'm, Which way are you leaning? Because Brew is making his pick Friday, 3 o'clock. It's I'm been leaning grinding. to a team in red. Okay. Oh, oh, conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> CBS.com ranked the 20 best Super Bowl quarterbacks. Quick explanation of the list written by Brian Diardo. The list is, quote, not purely based on talent and career accomplishments. It's about their impact on the Super Bowl, both in the moment and in the following years. It's, yeah. it's yeah, kind of a know, nonsense list. Okay, I'm trying. This will be interesting. Yeah. Brady, number one. Sure. Montana. Maybe. Terry Bradshaw. And now it gets Troy Aikman, 3-0. Elway. Okay. Then it's Mahomes, Peyton Namath, Eli, and then Bart Starr. Okay. So, Nick, we can start with you. Mahomes, too high, too low, or just right? Well, uh, you're not, the high-low is always complicated with the numbers. Down, yeah. The, down, listen, at worst, at worst, he should be number three. Four, pardon me. And at best, he should be number two. Four. So, listen, Brady's got to be number one. Correct. Just because of the seven, right. Montana, I get it. 
I understand the argument to it because if we are talking about not playoff performances, we are talking about solely Super Bowl performances because Montana had some really bad postseason performances, but none in the Super Bowl. That's fine. 11 touchdowns. Right. That's fine that he can be two. Bradshaw. Sneaky, amazing playoff yes. Super Bowl yeah. resume no. with also some of the weirdest box scores ever. Uh, yeah. Because, so, <laughs> so you, you look at him. Yeah. So, his first Super Bowl, it was nine completions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. This is just defense. That's fine. But his second and third Super Bowls, he doesn't complete the ball a lot, but they're all bombs. Yeah, he had awesome. nine completions for 200 yards, two touchdowns, nine picks. And then the second one, 17 completions for 310 and four touchdowns. He was just chucking it. Yeah. And and so – and, and, Right, exactly. So, if you want to say right now those are the three and Mahomes is four, that's fine. The Elway stuff is what about Aikman? Off- offensively bad. Okay. And the Aikman stuff's nonsense. Nonsense. So here is, and, I, and I'll try to give you some graphical evidence of it. But first, Mahomes' raw Super Bowl numbers are far less impressive than the games were. So his first Super Bowl ever, he's playing a top two defense in the league, and they score 21 unanswered in the final seven minutes to win. His third a lot Super, like a Brock Purdy playoff game this year. No, I mean, right? No, Bad early, two interceptions. Okay, except for the, the good defense well part and the 21 points in the final seven minutes. But that's fine. It was How not many Purdy scored against, bro, against, saying, against terrible defenses. Correct. Am I right or wrong? Can we? Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm just saying. You go point. ahead. I don't want to interrupt the, your whole the, Okay. The th- his third Super Bowl, the one against the Eagles, they gained every single yard possible in a second-half comeback. Every single yard that they could have gained except for the one they kneeled down on. Yep. And the second Super Bowl, the numbers are terrible. But if you listen to the Tampa Bay players or Tom Brady or watch the game, you know he played better than the numbers suggest, even if you want to say that was a bad game. But here's the, here's the reason why. There's, there's Mahomes, there's Brady, and then there's everyone else on all the hardest Super Bowl stuff. And we can just roll through the graphics, please. Ten-point comebacks in Super Bowl history. Mahomes has two. Brady has two. Everyone else in the history of the Super Bowl has two. Okay, being down, so your record in those situations. Mahomes is 2-1. and one. Brady's 2-1. and one. Every other quarterback is 2-47. and 47. Thanks, Kyle and, Shanahan. And then... <laughs> Lastly, Shanahan's responsible for two of them. How about this? Win-loss against a top-two defense. So a top-two defense. Mahomes, both of his rings have come against it. Brady was 1-0. Everyone else is 8-18. So the degree of difficulty, the comebacks, all of it, to me, clearly supplant the fact that Aikman's 3-0. And I don't know how Elway got there because Elway was downright awful in three Super Bowls. Elway is... To have him ahead of home, Mahomes is ridiculous. All right, Elway's got three touchdowns and eight interceptions in his five Super Bowl games, and he's only two and three. I mean, I'm not trying to take away. He's a legend, yeah. great, but he just wasn't awesome in all these Super Bowls. So I would have Nick Mahomes – I would have him five. I still – the first three, I think, are right on the money. Bradshaw was yeah. better in the Super Bowls than, than he is else. in, like, the regular season. Yes, like, just legendary plays and comebacks or, you know, clutch yep. passes and all that. And, look, Aikman, I get your argument. Aikman did, though, have a four-touchdown game in the Super Bowl. Uh, and so, I he was obviously 3-0. and That's not all on him. But I don't mind for now having Aikman where he's at. But – the Elway one is the one that's ridiculous. I think he should be fifth. Wow. Mahomes. I, I got Mahomes third. I, I just I, – Terry Bradshaw, I love that he has four. 
But when I look at it, I look I don't just solely look at like your stats. Like what when I think about that Super Bowl in those games, like were you the best player? Like when you think about Joe Montana in those 49ers teams, like he had obviously he had Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice won one of those super, one of those MVPs, but he has I think 3 of them. When you look, when you think about Tom Brady, Tom Brady has Tom Brady's in a whole another category, so we'll eliminate Tom Brady. But when you look at Terry Bradshaw, love what Terry did, love Terry, two MVPs, four Super Bowl appearances, four wins, totally respected. If you want to argue it, you can argue it. But once you get beyond that, Troy Aikman, he has one MVP. Like you don't think of those Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl teams and say, man. When Troy Aikman got there, it was over. And the one, listen, the 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 his one great stat game was the fifty-five to ten, Correct. The, which is Correct. a different a context than mm-hmm. you know. The, and so the Super Bowl MVPs point only Montana and Brady have more than Mahomes yes. as of now. I just. I, I think that it's an odd list because it's just about – if it's just about just how you played in the Super Bowls, then Elway, who is, in my opinion, one of the six greatest quarterbacks ever, has to plummet. Because oh, yeah. – and you know who also – And Peyton. And Peyton he, has was to he seven? plummet. Yeah, he's a Peyton, plummet. Peyton was okay in one Super Bowl yeah. and bad in three, and so it's an yeah. odd way to do it. Okay, coming up next, MVS talking about – Aaron Rodgers as the second best quarterback ever, I guess. Mm, odd quote. MVS had some high praise for his quarterback and for Aaron Rodgers. Now, granted, Rodgers hasn't thrown for 300 yards in his last 24 games, but he's still the four-time MVP and an all-time great. MVS may have overshot it. Take a listen. I've played with the two best quarterbacks to ever play this game, um, especially when it comes to you know, arm talent-wise. You know, obviously, Brady has all the statistics, um, but I think Pat's getting pretty close to you know, breaking, some of, breaking some of those. Um, but when it comes to arm talent, man, between Aaron and Pat, you know, they're, they're equal. Okay. The arm talent thing, I guess. Yeah. What? But he just said best quarterbacks, two best quarterbacks. He's saying arm talent. That's you buy it like arm talent. He, he softened it with the arm talent. Uh-huh. They the two best quarterbacks. Yeah, when, what he's talking about is the talent. Period. Arm talent just smarts the whole. Like if we're talking wins, everybody knows Brady is. You can't touch him yet. Patrick Mahomes is on his way if he gets there. But as far as how we've always compared quarterbacks in this league. When Aaron was at his best and at his prime, we compared all quarterbacks to him because there were, st- there were things that he could do that we hadn't seen. When you look at Aaron Rodgers and you looked at the landscape of quarterbacks, he could do it all. There's nothing that Tom Brady did outside of just continue to win sure. as far as that statistic that. that he couldn't do from a skill set. When you look at Patrick Mahomes – we compare every quarterback of today to him. We measure them. They are the standard. They are the gold star. And so when I listen to him, I, I don't disagree. But what, they're, what he's talking about is that arm talent, the, those tangibles, just to, if they have the ball and they have an opportunity to win the game, th- this is who you want because you don't know what but you're going to Winning the game okay. is arm talent do or no? Well, see, that, that, that's – look. I get the arm talent. The three best arm talent, in my view, Those Mahomes, Rogers, and you got to throw Marino in yep. there. Dan That's Marino, just arm talent, okay? This is my – obviously, Rogers not one of the two best. You can argue top five. Um, I think the top four is set. Brady, Montana, Mahomes, and Peyton Manning. I think some people think Rogers better than Manning. 
For the record, I think some I, people I, do. I think I think Manny changed the game. Sure. No, yeah. Neither I mean, was yeah. phenomenal in the postseason. Yeah. This is my main problem, Greg, and you probably heard me say it before, with Rodgers. And you even just said, if you got to win a game, this is the guy you want. In the playoffs. Not the NFC title games in specific. This is a guy that never throws interceptions. That's, his, that's probably his greatest attribute, right? That the one thing you say, man, never threw interceptions. Yet in five NFC title games, he's thrown eight. Nine touchdowns, eight picks. So that's where I, again, just move him out of the Mahomes grouping. But he's Can I ask you top a three arm talent. Yes. Do you think the NFL should give out an MVP award? Yes. Why? Why? I don't know. I'm going to play this game. <laughs> no. I, I'm, I know. No. <laughs> I, I, hold up. I, I'm, I'm asking. I, I am, I'm not trying to do a gotcha thing. I, I, you like, do you think we should have money? I'm like, no. Yeah. Why? Uh, to purchase goods. No. That, but that's, that's, not, that's not it. You, you, it, it really has crystallized to me over the last couple weeks. But certainly with the conversation yesterday and now with this conversation here, you seem totally uninterested in anything. Other than the win-loss record in championships. So I'm just, like, no. So I am just curious if you simply think that they should wait on the MVP award until post-Super Bowl no. and have the winning team vote on which of their guy gets it. Like, should there be any distinction whatsoever for regular season, sure. No, for statistical excellence. Do you? Let me ask another it question. It is a gumbo. Do you think? I don't think you're do just you think that, that? Do you think that they should keep a record book that's anything other than wins and losses for quarterbacks? I'm honestly asking. Do you think we should have you're the not numbers? Honestly, no, because not honestly, you don't seem to think to care. Well, here's what I, here's what I like uh, me and some guys. You know, Vince Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We, we think that winning is the only thing. Right. But the only thing. Here's the, yeah. Vince but, Lombardi would have said, don't you do, do MVPs. Except when we put up Brock Purdy stats and we're like, wow, best passer rating. You're like, passer rating? No. But because I don't I, like people that, no, that nice. cherry because pick the I, empirical data no, that they want to eat. I so think, I just sit on Super Bowls no, and winning the game. Right. Which is why I'm asking you. Should we get rid? If it were, if you were the sports czar, it's a fair question. Would we get rid no. of everything uh, else? Wilds does not think that. that. No, don't we, speak we want for MVPs. No. Can you please not? No, dude, am you I, think am I it's a gumbo. I think it's a gumbo. It's not a gumbo. It's he, one award at the end. That's it. Yes, I care about Tom Brady's winning. So when you say a guy has better arm talent, I'm like, okay, that's excellent. <laughs> But is he not? He's not better than Tom. Dominique right? could jump higher than Michael. Does yeah. that matter? You know, know, he's got the. He's got. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. Fine. Most graceful. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. Two San Jose State alumni who protested during the 1968 Olympics. They intended to draw global attention to the plight of people of color in the U.S. Spotlighting injustice and quality endured by millions of Black Americans. Mr. Smith raised his right fist to represent black power. Mr. Carlos wore a bead necklace to symbolize lynching of black Americans and raised his left fist to represent black unity. The scarf he wore stood for black pride and the socks with no shoes represented African-American poverty. Their powerful silent protest was controversial, but it woke folks up and created greater opportunity for those that followed. This Black History Month, I salute you both. Welcome back to the show. Travis Kelsey has been on fire throughout the playoffs. 
23 catches, 262 yards, three touchdowns. Any doubts from Kelsey? Not at all. Take a listen. Ain't no jitters for me, baby. I'm excited for this one, man. I'm excited for the challenge. I know it's going to be our biggest challenge yet. And, uh, there's no doubt seeping, seeping in. Um, we got a great football team. Uh, and we're going up against a great football team. It's going to be one for the ages. I'm just excited for it, man. Okay, who should have more doubts, the Chiefs or the 49ers, bro? Yeah, obviously the Niners. I mean, they haven't looked great in the playoffs. Uh, they've been getting destroyed in the run game. They got the third youngest starting quarterback ever in the Super Bowl, and he's in his first full year as a starter. And most of I think nine guys played on that in the 2020 Super Bowl or 2021 uh, that are still with the team. And obviously the Chiefs with all the experience, best quarterback in the world. So, yeah, it's clearly the Niners. Yeah, for me, being a player that's played in this game, neither team. I come at it from a different angle. Mm. Like, at this stage, you truly believe that you have everything <clears throat> that you need to win this game. Like I don't care Except for the right practice. I don't field. care how you I don't care how <laughs> you I don't care what you've gone through, how it's looked. Once you're here, you truly believe this is our year. Like because of you going through all the adversities, because of them overcoming the 21 point deficit or whatever the deficit was against Detroit, them being mm, the 17. 49ers, 17, and then Mahomes, the season that they had, they both feel like this is our year. Like it's just it's reading and it's the script is laying up for us to just take it. So I don't think any, either team has doubt, either player, either coaching staff. Yeah. That's the that's the approach you have to have, and it's it's not false. It is real right, until right. whether you get stomped or not. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. listen, Wilds. What week is this week? Well, it's never a doubt. It's week. never a doubt week, and that was while I popularized the phrase. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't <laughs> claim that I invented it. The the Chiefs. It is. They have lived it all year long, and they have only gotten better and more confident as the challenges have gotten greater. They have played their worst against their worst opponents and played their best under the most arduous circumstances, whether it be negative 30 degrees or on the road in Buffalo with vigilantes throwing snowballs at Mahomes' head or in Baltimore where nobody thought they had a chance and the line kept getting bigger and bigger. San Francisco, on the other hand, has plenty of doubts. Doubts about whether or not the refs are going to call holding this That's year because it was so unfair four years ago. Doubts about whether or not the NFL should have built a whole new practice facility of NFL caliber just for them when they show up. And whether they will admit it or not, while they are studying the tape and getting ready, they have some doubts about... Wait, how... How is our quarterback done against the best defenses this year? Who are the best defenses in football this year, in your opinion, Greg? Name three. Well, Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And Cowboys. the Cleveland Browns. Oh, Greg, we didn't prep that, but I'm so glad you picked well, those three. Going into the year, I had the Cowboys. And but Brockford, no, Cleveland's defense was historic this they, year they, on a lot of things. Here's how Brock did against those Browns and Ravens. So I remember a game, potential game-winning drive. Uh, yep, Brock and in that game, he threw 125 yards and 44% really? passing, and it's included in that. D Dusty, next time, add a note line, almost had game-winning drive. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so 
I would be a little nervous <laughs> if I would have a I little doubt. I don't think doubt. they're doubting Brock Purdy. The, you, uh, you really hold, think they're doubting Brock Purdy? I don't think his his performance in these eight quarters of the playoffs has made them more confident. No, I don't. It should have made you more confident in him because that's what you said you wanted to see. Yes. And he delivered it yes. to you twice. Correct. And you, you grew. You're right. It goal did post. make goal me post. more Dusty confident Brew, it did. But I'm not the I'm not them. the rate I'm not the Niners. He's moving the goalposts. He thinks I'm moving the goalposts. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Move him around. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Here, take that goalpost. <laughs> Move him around. <laughs> Move him. <laughs> Uh, live from New York, it's the show that is on day three of Never a Doubt Week. How's it been? I think it's been excellent. Too. Second hour of First Things First. <laughs> Today, our special Super Bowl segment on who has the most to gain and, as a bonus, who has the most to lose. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, That's my favorite. in 12 short minutes, the one and only Bake Show. Bake Show! We talk about his career, his future, and hopefully not if we can convince Brew to change his itinerary, Kyle Trask. Uh, but right That's a now, fair question. <laughs> it's Wednesday at 4 o'clock, which, which means you're in for a special treat. Yeah. Last night, the committee did not meet. Actually had their end-of-the-year bowling party. So instead of tears, we've got a new segment, the illustrious list of most to gain and most to lose, which we are calling most to gain and most to lose. Thank you so I much. I still think we need yeah, a little maybe. Sad. But also, you know, listen, as we do always at our end of year party, mm-hmm. the committee, we hold ourselves accountable. Oh. And we like to see how the tiers stacked up, too. So, you know, Robert collects all USA Todays from every Monday throughout the year. We do look at herd hierarchy and everything mm-hmm. and say, hey, how did those ranking systems rank the Chiefs and the Niners? This is what and makes how the did the tiers? So, tale of the tiers, let's see how we did. Oh, so the Chiefs, the Super Bowl AFC representatives, they're average ranked one and a half. The Niners, average ranked just better than third. Highest, of course, both of them atop the tiers at one point. Neither went with the Niners fell to six. The Chiefs fell to third tier. They both shared time atop the tiers, and the Chiefs were consistently above the Niners. But I would challenge anyone out there, Jared Bell from USA Today, oh. Colin Coward from The Herd, anyone else, that does ranking systems, see how your guys' power rankings wow. did compared to the, the committees. Now, to most to gain, most, most to, to lose. Gain. Number eight most to gain, Christian McCaffrey. He's amazing, but has never won anything other than Gatorade High School Player of the Year two times. He didn't win any state titles in football or track, even though he's playing in Colorado. Learned that on the ringer, thanks to them. Uh, he got snubbed in the Heisman, in my opinion, for Derrick Henry. They never made the college football playoff, national championship, won a Rose Bowl. This could be his moment. Brew and I both think he's the most likely non-quarterback and maybe the most likely Niner to win Super Bowl MVP. So Christian McCaffrey, number seven, the GMs. Brett Veach and John Lynch. Veach, post-Tyreek trade, trying to paint a masterpiece, going two for two in Super Bowls. Lynch, surviving the Trey Lance debacle and still having not only viable quarterback play, but good quarterback play in maybe the most well-rounded 2-53 through roster in the league. Is the best GM in the world title belt hanging atop Allegiant Stadium? Maybe. Number six, Travis Kelsey. He would supersede the best tight end discussion and start to enter the, okay, who are the best weapons in NFL history? 
Who are the best in non-quarterback offensive players? You, you look at Travis Kelsey's career compared to a Emmett Smith, those types of things. And so that's what he does with this. And he's already on the very short list of all-time playoff performers. Number five, Brock Purdy. It guarantees that he is the long-term starter. It vindicates his biggest supporters, and it might shut up his loudest critics. Number four, Andy Reid joins Gibbs and Walsh as the only coaches with three Super Bowl rings. Belichick, of course, sitting atop with six. <coughs> Chuck Knoll with four. Uh, he also, catching Bill Belichick becomes possible. He's 44 regular season wins away. Right now, six playoff wins and would be just three, just, I understand, Super Bowl wins away. And he would be only behind Bill Belichick already is in Super Bowl appearances. No other coach has more than five. Number three, Kyle Shanahan. It vindicates everything about him, his approach, his entire tenure in San Francisco. It gets him, in my opinion, even with McVeigh in the young coach power rankings, if you will, of Andy Reid and Belichick. Belichick now obviously out of the league. And to me, it erases a lot of the kind of scar tissue from 2019. Number two, me. This one's obvious. Sure. We started the year uh, with never a doubt. We never had a doubt, and I get to be the rightest man in sports media once again after a down 2023. Remember, Reuters called me the most accurate sports fund in 2022. Yeah. And number one, of course, Patrick Mahomes. He ascends like Tiger in 2001 or Gretzky in 1984, where he is now only chasing ghosts and the record books, where he has also... Entered the discussion, not he will clearly have had the greatest start to a career of any football player ever, but starts to enter the discussion of, other than Bill Russell, did he have the greatest start to a career of any professional American athlete ever? So that, Greg Jennings, is our most to gain in Super Bowl 58 list. Yeah, for me, it's Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy jumps up to number one. With obvious, the obvious, obviously, with where he is financially, where he was drafted, uh, the last quarterback taken in his draft, and to now be leading this team to their, obviously, their, their second championship week, uh, but then now uh, his first Super Bowl with this team. Like, he's going up against Patrick Mahomes. When you think about the, some of the comparisons that has been made of Brock Purdy, Joe Montana, Joe Montana became Joe Montana after the catch, wide after the catch, but it was because he ended up completing the task, which was win the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy has an opportunity to do that with the drive he had against Green Bay, obviously the comeback against uh, the Detroit Lions and all the things. So for me, all the scheme that Kyle Shanahan has put together, if it works, it's because of that guy. If it doesn't work, it's probably going to be because of that guy. So he has the most to gain, obviously the payday being number one. And when you get paid in this league as a quarterback, and a lot of us doubted who he is as an elite quarterback, we would not be able to argue the case of all that we've argued this season about why Brock Purdy is not the future of this team and an elite quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, that's why Nick Foles has had such a long starting career. Brew, go ahead. No, I, I, I totally agree with Greg. I, I think Purdy should be number one. There's He wins this. I don't know what you're going to say about him. Uh, negative. I would move McCaffrey up, though. I oh. think McCaffrey should be five. I oh. have Purdy number one. I think McCaffrey should be five because – there already might be whispers about maybe he's a Hall of Famer. If they win this Super Bowl and he's a driving force in the game, I, I think now Ooh. it's like – because 
Look, it's gonna, you're going to wonder about running backs going forward because they aren't putting up the numbers. They don't get the carries that they used to get. So that's but he's had, he, two years, he's over 2,000 yards all per, you know, from scrimmage. Four seasons that the four years he's been healthy, he's rushed for over 1,000 yards. And remember uh, Terrell, Dav- Terrell Davis? Yeah. Only four really good years in his career, but, but two of them ended in Super Bowls. So I, I'm not saying he would be a definite Hall of Famer. I'm just saying now it's like, okay, you start thinking, this guy might be a Hall of Famer if he continues to play well. Yeah, I think I don't think so. I'm glad you said that part at the end. I don't think winning, the, even if it he would is make Super Bowl MVP, it, he's not all of a sudden already stamped in. But it would be, and, and I think the point that you make that we might have to start looking at the same way we have had to look at wide receiver numbers and almost put a deflation on for the yep, era. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder if running backs, if we exactly. might have to be, look at it less about what their raw numbers are and say, if you want okay, to was he, in, was, right. right, is anyone, for, is, is there going to be any running back from this decade get in? Like right now, Derrick Henry is the only active running back that I think is a likely Hall of Famer. Maybe C-Mac could join him. So I think that's a, that's a good take. Go, go I'm on. staying on the Kadarius Tony train. <laughs> okay, I am. <laughs> Here's the thing. The Chiefs had a bunch of drops. It's one of the reasons why Greg didn't necessarily believe in them. And Bruce said that uh, perhaps the Chiefs were squandering Mahomes' prime. It's 6.3 drop rate is the worst of any team in the last three years. But Mahomes, steady. He's like, MVS, I know you dropped a few balls. I'm going to go back to you in the biggest moment of the season, complete a pass. Well, this is the last pass that Mahomes threw to Kadarius. Tony, he popped it up against the Patriots, gave the Patriots a little bit of life. Not really, though. Still lost the game. Yeah. But then this shot of Mahomes is like kind of done with him. You, the announcer's like, Mahomes just doesn't trust him anymore. But Andy Reid says Kadarius Tony has a chance to play. He had the big punt return. If yeah. he can do something in the Super Bowl, it not only refer- affirms his status as a valuable wide receiver when he didn't even have 200 total yards, mm-hmm. but also Mahomes' ultimate faith in his guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that he should play. I don't nope. need him on the field. <laughs> then why is he at media day? I think he play. Because they chief front literally every single player on the active roster. Most to lose, the most fun part. All right, most to lose. Five to one, Brock Purdy for obvious reasons. Brady and Belichick. What do we got to lose? What, what, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, objects in the mirror may be closer than they Not appear. That close. A young a- AFC quarterbacks. CJ, Trevor, you haven't signed your contract extensions yet. It's not too late to ask for a trade to the NFC where you might have a chance. Me, for obvious reasons, and the rest of the media who has doubted the Chiefs all year. Oh, me and Bobby Stroop have those receipts, and we have them saved in the draft. Oh, if the if the Chiefs win. I this is all assuming one the Chiefs is, win, because the Chiefs are going to win. No, but you don't have no, to lose. No, you would be it's, if except they for lose. Correct. <laughs> Except for me. I had to put myself on there. I have to be fair. Fair is fair. I demand accountability from others. I have to demand it from myself. Everyone else was assuming they lose. We had to rip through that because Bake Show's coming up. Bake Show coming up. Bruce putting on his Kyle Trask jersey. (laughs) The Bake Show. Bake Show is here. There we go. And by here, I mean there, but still. Welcome back to a very exciting segment of First Things First. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, the 2023 Pro Bowl MVP, and he's the quarterback that led the Bucks back to the playoffs after Tom Brady left. On behalf of Advanced Auto Parts False Starts Campaign, Baker Mayfield joins us. Baker, thank you. Two-part question here. One, tell us about your campaign, and two, do you have a Super Bowl prediction ready to go? 
I got you. Um, yeah, so false starts, <laughs> kill drives campaign we got going on here. Obviously, Super Bowl Sunday is a big deal, but the following Sunday is National Car Battery Day. So we've got a little campaign going on that if you register at aapfalsestarts.com and you register there, and if there's one false start during the Super Bowl, then you get a chance to win free car batteries from Advanced Auto Parts for life. So there you go. pretty sweet gig you got going on there. All you need is one false start. We'll count Some on the new guys playing the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 So, jo- Jawan exactly. Taylor, unfortunately, probably takes care of that. Everyone's going to get it's, that it's free a thing. <laughs> it's a lock. Uh, but I, I think I got San Fran winning. Wow. Oh. Wow! Okay. So there we go. That's a bad right. start. You know what? That and doesn't hurt the every time I every time I say it, I, I just I feel like the Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> Baker, as you can see, I'm in this beautiful jersey. It is your jersey, my man, and I'm wearing it because I was a skeptic when the season started. I don't know if you saw it. I looked at how you played in Carolina. I was like, man, I don't know if Baker's going to do it this year. I thought we might see Kyle Trash later in the season. Congratulations, you proved me wrong, man. So I want to start here. What was the difference between, you know, playing in Carolina, obviously you didn't play your best football, and then this year when you had, you know, a Pro Bowl season? I mean, it starts top down, uh, how they run the organization, everybody being on the same page, and just how do you win games. And so when you got a lot of voices going on behind the scenes, you, you you're making distractions for your players. You're not putting them in a good position to have success and play free. So for me, uh, getting to Tampa, it, it was refreshing. Uh, knowing Coach Bulls from the pre-draft interviews when he was with the Jets, knowing what type of guy he was, and him and Jason Light just told me to be myself and be the best version of that. And so that's an empowering feeling as a guy that has been asked to kind of contain who he is as a person, wears his heart on his sleeves a lot. So uh, an empowering thing that they allowed me to do. So you, you obviously will have a new offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen, but he was with you, you know, briefly when you were with the Rams. Do you expect to be back in Tampa? He said he wants you back. I'm sure you guys have some, a good relationship. Do you expect to be back there? I would love to be back. Obviously, uh, the pieces have to fall in the right place. Uh, for me to be back, I, I want Mike back. I want to get some of these guys back that uh, were instrumental in the in the late run we had in the season. So um, I, I love playing there. It, it got me back to you know a good headspace and playing football and enjoying it again. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But Liam's a great guy. Only around him for five games, but know what type of guy he is. Know how passionate he is about the game, and then just the system in itself. I, I think that was important for Tampa to bring in somebody that's running the same system that we had last year. So guys don't have to completely learn a new one and, and just can hit the ground run let's stay with those five games just for a moment baker because during one of the playoff broadcasts i forget who it was but someone said on the broadcast that they had talked to you and that you talked glowingly about those five games in sam in los angeles and about sean mcveigh saying get back to being yourself you also alluded to in this interview that maybe you were you know in previous places told to to, uh, tamp that down how influential do you think that month and a half with the rams was in this season you just had I think it was everything. Um, For me, going to L.A., obviously last-minute notice, but they weren't going to make the playoffs. And and for me, it was a five-game stretch where I could build my resume and take in as much information as possible from uh, guys that have had a lot of success offensively. And so trying to enjoy that and realize that it's not like we're going to make the playoffs, but try and learn each and every day, enjoy it while we're doing it, and push some of these young guys that we had playing alongside. So going into this season, there were, you know, there were some. The person speaking is one of them. The person I'm talking to is one that believed in the Tampa Bay Bucks and Baker Mayfield, but most didn't. 
And most looked at this as for you, hey, if this doesn't go well, Baker Mayfield, the starting NFL quarterback, we might have seen the last of that. I know you're a guy that's overcome at your walk-on twice. You've overcome adversity. But was there what was your confidence level headed into this year? And what were was the nerves level when this thing you've worked for your entire life seemed to I don't want to say be slipping away, but that you didn't necessarily have a firm grasp on? For me, um, just the opportunity to actually get to pick where I was going was was the first step in feeling like, okay, I, I get to control this in, in a world that obviously the NFL is a lot of uncontrollable circumstances and variables. So get to control where I'm going to go and understanding uh, the head coaches there, the pieces that are around, a lot of the guys that had success in these deep playoff runs and even a Super Bowl run with, with a lot of the same place, faces. So um, I believed in it. I, I didn't have a doubt in my mind that uh, I just needed a fresh start with somewhere that believed in me and I could do the rest. All right, like one, I have to ask you one more question looking back. Do you, now that you're to the other side of it, do you regret playing through injury what ended up being your last year in Cleveland? Do you ever think about that if after that, I don't know if it was week three or four, that you got your shoulder torn up, which was the first of a handful of injuries, if you would have just had surgery like you could have and how your career would have gone differently, how that time would have gone differently, do you, do you regret choosing to play through that? I don't. Uh, I'm a firm believer. Everything happens for a reason. I'm stubborn as hell. Yep. Popped the shoulder out, at, I think, in week two or three. Yeah. Um, and just, I wanted to be out there for the guys. I'm an ultimate competitor. I knew that from the year that we ended with 2020 with those guys losing the divisional round of Kansas City that um, if I could just get to a point where I could be similar to what I was playing like that we could make another run obviously it wasn't the case but uh, like I said I believe everything happens for a reason and it's gotten me to this point there's been a lot of ups and downs uh, but I, I wouldn't change any of those lessons that I've learned along the way because it's made me a better person. Baker I'm going to ask you a weird question can you describe the Baker Mayfield it factor where I'll give you that, like Tristan Wirfs was like, you know what? Tom was Tom, but I can go grab a beer with Baker, and that seemed to like actually show up on the field. And I'll give you this other example. When uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, during the Lions game, I'm like, oh, he's hitting the Baker Mayfield dance. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of like a trash talk. But then in the Pro Bowl, here you guys are again, hitting the Baker Mayfield dance. So can you describe some of your intangibles that make you either either so likable and how that translates to success on the field? Now, one, I didn't even know that I had a name for it. Uh, I don't know if I should necessarily claim that dance. Uh, no, but... <laughs> but for me, football is the ultimate team sport. And, and I think, you know, the quarterback position obviously gets a lot of credit for success, and a lot of blame if you don't have success. And, and that just that's comes with the territory. But I think just being who I am, being kind of a, you know, little man syndrome quarterback that's always playing with fire. Uh, you want to be one of the guys. You want to be uh, embraced in the locker room. You want to be passionate about it. So and the one thing I've always thought uh, is so interesting is how people are wired, what makes them tick, and understanding. Uh, you got to get to know people on a personal level from there and truly caring about who they are as people, not just players, not trying to get something out of them, but trying to impact their lives in a better way. And so for me, it's just I've always become best friends with my teammates, and uh, that's, it's always been natural and something I, you know, I'm passionate about. 
All right, Baker, quickly here. You're, you now join Patrick Mahomes as one of the only two-time guests on First Things First. We had you on five years ago at a Super Bowl. You, we only have, I think, one three-time guest in the history of the show. I know you have an expanding family. I know you have busy off-season. If you're in New York City... At some point, can you join the three-timer club and join us in studio to break down some either draft or that, football or something? That would be nice. I love New York City. So, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll stop in and say hi to guys. All right. There we that go. sounds there we great. Go. Man. I absolutely appreciate Definitely. that, Baker. Excellent. Uh, any questions about Kyle Trask? Or you go? <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> okay. Baker go. Mayfield, everybody. Thank you, Baker. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle's a good dude. Yeah, there <laughs> you Thanks, go. Baker. He's a good backup. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Baker. Thanks, Baker. Peace, man. Have a great week. We'll see you guys. <laughs> Some Broussard updates. Oh, what is this? Tomorrow's not What is I this? Told y'all, I'm How's it grinding, going? baby. I'm grinding. That's why a real so, photo. That's why no so photo. Angry. Notice how my body looks so much better than the cowboy. Well, yeah, That's really me. All black and you're sitting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're a lot of black. Slim Metalstein Rockets Pacers. <laughs> Miles Turner here with a great defensive effort on Shingoon, but. Nice. Not enough. I was disappointed nice. in you, Wilds. 2010-6 for the Librarian. You weren't watching this game live because you tweeted this out this morning, so I knew it. You're catching up on the I did it. Someone said the announcer shouted Bronze medal. I said they did. Dante DiVincenzo, 32-5-5. Shout out, Ramsey, as the Knicks get a win over the Grizzlies. Thanks, Silver Ramsey. medal, DeMar DeRozan, I guess staying put, not being traded. 33-3-5, and, and a very nice win for the Bulls, who are oddly better without Zach Levine for some reason, though Zach Levine's a good player. Gold medal, Luka, 35-18-9, but as all viewers from last year know, Wilds does not care at all about those 18 rebounds. In fact, they should be thrown in the garbage. There is no the medal. Really? Wow. He just well, missed out. Luka was better than Kyrie last night. We can't give two of them a medal. Beating the net. Come on. There's the medal stamp from last night in the association. Yeah. Go. Time now for afternoon headlines sponsored by Ram Trucks. They are built to serve Chargers GM double down on Harbaugh's multiple Super Bowl goal. Come on. Take a listen. We're going to get those multiple championships. All right, we're going to do that. We're going to bring you a trophy, Dean. I, you know, we're going to get it done. I got four boys. I got two rings. We're getting the other two at least, and we're going to keep trying to go. Okay. God, the board. I mean, what are these guys doing? The board. Dust, well, okay, the other side of the board, Dust. Other side of the board, Dusty. sorry. Thank you, Dusty. The 2024 bulletin board is it's getting already, full already yeah. just with Chargers. Just, it's just the coach and the GM, <laughs> Joe Hortiz and Jim Harbaugh. You're now both on the board, guys. Multiple Look, championships? I, I get Harbaugh just because of what he's done. And, and I know, you know, Horace was with the Ravens and winning, but why you put that out there? You're like saying if we don't get this, also, how do you decide which like, of the kids got the first two rings? <laughs> like, that's kind of a that's bummer. A lot to put out there. Speak is up next. We'll see you tomorrow as Never Doubt Week continues.